we're just talking about the HPR conference uh, kit stuff. And I guess uh, what we should do to, to add to it or prep to it or replace to it in the past, uh, I I uh, am responsible for losing the the old banner. Uh, so I guess what happened earlier this year is I took the whole kit and everything out to the Northeast Linux Fest. And then when I shipped everything uh, back to Dave, David Whitman, um, I... I don't know how I got it wrong, but uh, I had to ship them separately because everything except for the banner and its very heavy frame fit in a large U.S. Postal Service flat rate box. So I shipped that to Dave, and then I had to uh, get to like a UPS store, um, which took me a, a couple weeks to get there when they were still open near my house, and I shipped the banner separately because it was it was so heavy I couldn't afford to send it in the mail. I had to send it UPS. And however I did it, I had the wrong address. Your old house, is that what it was? Yeah, that's correct. I had moved, and it was the first time in 10 years or so that I had moved. And so you had my old address. I think I provided my new address, but, of course, my old address was out there. So that took priority somehow, and I never – I tried to contact the people there did everything except show up down there. You know, I sent a letter and that, but never heard any response. So essentially, I don't know what happened to it, but um, uh, it did say I did get a um, uh, reply from the shipper that it did had been delivered there. So they were basically, since no signatures required, the banner is gone. But I think the important thing here is that this leaves us a new opportunity to talk about the banner, what we want to do or getting something else, or if we even need that, and then go forward from there. So rather than it being a problem, it's an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it was heartbreaking, though, because the banner was beautiful. It really, really looked good. It was um, maybe six feet tall and maybe two, two and a half feet wide. Um, and Richard Quirin had done all the artwork for it, I believe, and you paid for it out of pocket and shipped it out here and I mean, there was we we had a lot of time, a lot of time invested in it on Richard's part and your part, and a lot of money invested in it on your part, and even a little on mine because the shipping, even just shipping the thing, cost a fortune, and and that was eventually probably going to be a problem anyway. Um, the shipping cost, asking people to ship it back and forth across the country. I know you and I had discussed once or twice whether we should just order a second one to keep on the different coasts because that was buying a second one was going to be cheaper than shipping the thing two or three times. Yeah. And there's, um, there's always that thought of getting more than one banner or, um, ordering the frames, which seems to be fairly reasonable, keeping them, you know, where people are active in the HPR community with tables. And then having just the actual cloth banner ship, which shouldn't be that expensive. So, and I think there's other opportunities too we can discuss about, you know, that and other, um, either having a banner like that or even changing up and having something else. Yeah. And then there was just the other day, I was in, like uh, literally the day before yesterday, as, as we record this, today's Thursday. On Tuesday, I was in the bank. Uh, my local bank here, and they had a similar banner standing there. And when I looked at it, the frame on their banner was much, much different. Uh, or the, the way that 
the frame on ours worked was it had a heavy steel base. It had two two pieces of steel, and they they weighed a ton. They probably weighed twenty pounds, uh, but no, maybe ten pounds. You know, put put together, and uh, and then it had like if I remember correctly, these big plastic poles that stuck together and and held it in place under tension. But the stand that I saw at the bank used aluminum poles that went from corner to corner behind the banner and where they met in the middle there was a leg an aluminum leg that stuck out the back so it it stood on a tripod um and was very sturdy and weighed i i I mean probably less than half a pound if if not it was it was definitely under a pound um and so then i took a picture of that in the bank and i picked it up and everybody in the bank thought i was a weirdo but uh sent that picture to, to David and David you went and, and looked I, you must have googled something similar because you found um, an even better looking one a much sturdier looking one though the design is the same it's got the X the X frame under tension with a single leg out the back um, but it's it's looks to be more braced and more fortified like it can get bumped without taking damage if, if you know if that accidentally happens. Um, and the one that, the one that I found, we would have had to buy a banner from whatever vendor that thing came from because it was real proprietary. But the one that you found was a frame that would fit the banner uh, from the company that you had it made from originally. So, um, in my opinion, if we order another banner, that's definitely the way to go is to get that frame you found. It was eleven bucks plus ten bucks shipping. So, for less than twenty five bucks, we have a frame. That weighs less than a pound, we can you know afford to ship back and forth and and up and down the coasts to whoever's going to fest. So if if we decide to go with a a banner, another banner, um, I, in my opinion, that's the way to go. Yeah, well, I'm thinking we ought to talk a little bit about since we're going to make any show out of this about just how much fun it is to do a Linux fest and to have get the gear together and have that um, table there and meet people. And so let's talk a little bit about that, and because this is going to be equipment that someone would use at Linux, Linux Fest or at any other promotional time for HPR. Oh yeah, okay. Um, well, I've done three so far. I've done three north, all three of the uh, Northeast GNU Linux Fests, and you've done what two? The two um, Linux Fest Northwest was it two or one? It was two, wasn't it? Yes, I was involved last year and the year before that in the Linux Fest Northwest. And I produced my own backdrop the year before and used the um, tablecloth your mother made as part of a backdrop. And when I, after I did that, I realized, looking around the exhibit hall, how nice these banners were and what would it be like to have one of those. So that's when the, we got on to doing the banner. But I had such a great time there at the Linux Fest, meeting people in that. And I think that that's something I would like to encourage other HPR listeners to get involved in, especially if they're around where someone else is doing it, to jump in there and add some support. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, on, on the banner, I'll say you, you <laughs> I, I didn't realize that you had picked up the idea from other people at the conference because uh, when we set that banner up at the Northeast Linux Fest, Northeast GNU Linux Fest, excuse me. Um, we were the only one that had one, and it got a lot of comments. People really, really liked that banner. Um, you know, may, maybe 
I, definitely because it was designed really well and looked really, really good. Um, you know, maybe it got so many comments because it was kind of a novelty out here, where, whereas at Linux Fest Northwest, there was there was a bunch of them. You know, but that's kind of neither here nor there. Just I thought it was worth mentioning that it did get a lot of comments. And, but doing the table is is really great. I mean, because there's no limits to what you can do, just like there's no limits when you do a Hacker Public Radio episode. Um, the first year that I did it, uh, actually, I think it was the first time we ever did it. I think it was the first one to go to a conference with an HPR table. So I think we just, I had my mother make uh, a banner, just a big banner that says HPR on it. And there's definitely pictures of it on the website. If you look at the contributions page or something, um, I'm sure there's pictures of it that scroll through that, that, uh, the slideshow there. Um, and I brought a computer and I loaded every episode of HPR on it. Uh, and I set it up with mumble and put a, I don't know, fresh and so probably Linux mint or, or something at the time. I don't even know what it was, but just a big, uh, hacker public radio, uh, logo as a, as a wallpaper. And then, you know, I just told people what it was and asked them if they'd like to record something and, you know, show them mumble and show them how to do a, a little bit of editing, not too, too much. And, you know, got two or three recordings out of that. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, the second year we were, I think it was focused a little more on getting interviews. Um, and I went around interviewing people and unfortunately I used a recorder that had a problem and I lost all those interviews. So that was, that was really terrible. But um, but both years, there were other people there from the HPR community helping out. So there was people, you know, being the community, having fun, inviting new people into the community. And, you know, even if, if one of us was off recording an interview, there was, there was usually somebody representing HPR at the table. And even when there wasn't, the table thus far has been full of stickers and business cards and and postcards and all kinds of swag that um, have been really fun to hand out. And, and a lot of the community members have been involved in that. And it's just, it, it just feels like you're involved in something because you are, and it's been so much fun. And, and Dave, I know we owe you a lot of thanks for that. Cause you, um, I think everything that's going around in the kit now, except for the business cards, I think you, you either designed or paid for, or, uh, collaborated or headed up in some way. Yeah, I think there's a lot of thanks owed to Richard Quarren, who does the artwork for us free of charge, and he just seems really willing to do that. I have one item that I um, owe the community still, and Richard's done some artwork for that, and I'm supposed to help put it together, I guess, give him some ideas, or I think that's what's happening. You know, I don't live close to him, but is to make a HPR coffee mug for people to have at the Linux Fest and I did make one last year that just kind of a gag mug, and I don't know if you saw it. I posted a picture of it on Google Plus, but it has a picture of Ken Fallon saying, "You owe me a show." Yeah, that that was a riot. I I laughed heartily at that one. I'm um, I was trying to get a reaction out of Ken, but he played possum on me. He's very good at that. I'm I'm sure he liked it though. Yeah, anyhow, the um, when you do a table, you know, there's um, it's nice to have a lot of swag and some things. And at Linux Fest Northwest, 
since it is so established and there's the attendance is you know up over a thousand like 1500 or more there i had to have quite a bit of um, swag or at least i prepared for that by printing some things up myself and then some some photograph things and then having stickers and so you know i think we have a pretty good assortment of things available for people who want to do a linux fest and so i'm going to put some information on the mail list and then in the show notes for this show about what things are available and i've got some pictures and stuff of some stickers that we can have people order in that yeah i mean right now i know we have we still have a bunch of the business cards um, which are fantastic. They're these little, I think it's moo.com, uh, made them. They're like these little half-sized business cards, and you can you could use it as a bookmark or whatnot. And But there's, like, I think there's 11 different ones, and they're all designed by Klaatu, and they're all fantastic. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, and then there's another sticker that Klaatu designed that's uh, how to be nosy on the, or, or I learned how to be nosy on the interwebs from Hacker Public Radio, and it's got this like little guy like manically typing on a keyboard, it looks like, uh, even though it's just a, a still image. It really, you get, the, you get the impression that he's just, you know, fervently, you know, banging away on keys. Uh, it's really cool. People really like that one. Um, we had for a while the HPR ovals. That was an idea that I came up with in Code Cruncher did the design on those and made the SVGs and we had those printed up from I think one, two, three stickers.com is where we got those. So we can, we can, and they still have that image if we ever needed to do anything with them again. Uh, and, and actually the, the, the stickers that Klaatu printed up the nosy on the interwebs stickers, those came from one, two, three stickers.com. So we have um, like reference codes from them. If anybody wants to order stickers or wants to get in on it, uh, we could, you know, you could reference these older orders and you get like 500 free stickers or something, um, you know, with your order just for referencing someone. So that's, that's one way to do it. We have the, um, they're, they're like postcards that you printed up like two different sizes, like three by five. Uh, what were, I'm not remembering those as well. Well, those were when my wife bought picture frames from Costco Sometimes when you'd buy a thumb drive, they gave you a coupon. In fact, I have one right here, 100 free 4x6 prints from your digital camera. And since they were free, you know, I went, I made up a little piece of art myself and just saved it as a JPEG and um, took it down or sent it down to Costco. And then they printed these up and I cut some of them in half and that. So that was a good way to get something for um, very little cost, just a little effort into, um, you know, on a shopping trip to the Costco store to, to get those. So that's where those came from. They're just glossy prints. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, if I see those, if there's any of those left, if I see those again, I'm, I'm, because the back is not printed on, I'm, I'm going to run them through the printer and turn them into, into postcards. That sounds like a good idea. And I know the um, little business cards at Linux Fest Northwest were real popular. And it's kind of interesting because the certain age people, like those, the younger people like those really well, and they were really impressed with the artwork on those. So, Klaatu uh, did a real good job on that. And the nosy sticker was nosy on the internet was um, real popular too. People people came by, looked at that, and wanted it. And I don't know if that had anything to do with the NSA or not. 
<laughs> I, at the time, I don't think it did. That's just it's a it's really cool art on there. I don't even think it has to say like even if it didn't say I learned to be nosy on the interweb. Just the the guy, you know, with the spiky hair banging away on the keyboard just you know ignites something visceral in you know any hacker or nerd. It just it's a really great little little artwork that he did there. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And then there's a green HPR round sticker I think that um, Nye Bill he made the first order on those from one, two, three stickers and Richard designed those for him. They were kind of supposed to be a secret and we were got back and forth going on Google plus and it kind of got out of the bag there, but he, he went with it anyhow. And so some of those are still there and they're really nice and they were pretty well sought after. At the oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just, I was trying to think of it and I just recalled it. And yes, I do have one of those on my laptop too. <laughs> Yeah, I have one laptop, a little netbook that's covered with stickers, and I have all the HBR stickers on there, I think. Oh, and one of my favorites is the button that you made up. Because I, I, I haven't seen buttons since, like, the late 80s, early 90s. So I'm, like, the only guy I know that has a button. <laughs> and it's an HBR button hanging off my backpack, and I just love it. I just love knowing it's there, and I, I hear it rattling around when I walk around with my backpack. It's great. Yeah, my button machine actually broke during the production of the last of those, and so they're kind of a rare item now unless I buy another button machine. So, And those are fairly labor-intensive. I made those out of photographs also that from Costco, and then I had a little cutter that I cut them. Then there was a step to go through to make them, and I think I made 250 of those. They were somewhat expensive and also just took a lot of time, which who has a lot of that, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, but... It- I, for one, greatly appreciate my button. Right, and even some of those I did send over to Ken, so he has some buttons. I remember he put a post out about that also, so those are great. But other artwork, of course, is in, um, people can send in and um, for HPR stickers or postcards or whatever, and I think we should encourage people to do that. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because um, we'll probably eventually use it. People get excited about this stuff, and then uh, I don't want to forget the QR code books. These were really, really cool because they were. I mean, the Q- QR codes were fairly new when we came up with the idea, and Code Cruncher threw together uh, a, a script. I don't know where this script runs, but it pumps out pages and pages and pages uh, of PDF file and each page has I think nine episodes on it with the, t- the title and the author and a brief description and a QR code so you can just point your cell phone at it and take a shot of that QR code and it's like a direct link to the MP3 file for that episode so it just starts playing it's a really it was a really neat idea it works perfectly it's they don't get a whole lot of attention at the at the fests. I think just because people are so busy, they don't have time to flip through eleven hundred episodes worth of. Uh, it's it's like a hundred pages. It's more than a hundred pages. You know, I just I don't think they have time to flip through. But when people ask what they are and you explain it, then they go, "Oh, that's really cool!" And they stand and look at it, and you can see the wheels turning. But I'm not certain that anyone's ever 
you know, aimed one at a, at a, at a link there at the fest and started downloading a show, but it's, it's still, it's a great idea and it's a nice thing to have. And it's a great way to start a conversation and any way you can start a conversation with people is, is, you know, a good way to get them started and, and get them interested. Right. And so I had those books also, and yeah, I had a lot of people looking through those to, check out what HPR was about because believe it or not, some people actually didn't know what Hacker Public Radio was, but I got quite a few people interested and I don't know if we've gained listeners from that, but we certainly had a lot of um, interest at the fest side of that. Yeah, I find that a majority of people don't know what Hacker Public Radio is or if they do, they remember it from so long ago that it, it's it's new to them you know it's changed since then and um you know it's 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 just different and it's new to people and and they they do seem to be interested and i think we've gained quite a few listeners from the fests that i've been at because there's always hpr people hanging out at the table and having fun and people see people having fun and it's about a podcast and it's for everyone and they kind of they get into it and i think i think we've gained quite a few listeners from that i know we've got a couple contributors from that that which was really cool yeah that that's really nice and i don't want to forget about the t-shirts richard queren also designed these t-shirts and so they're available from one two three stickers.com also and they're not that expensive when you think about the time at least for me, of the time it takes for me to make a T-shirt that doesn't look very good. And so they're available there, and um, I'll put up a uh, posting, a picture of those also. And Richard did a real good job. In fact, somehow he came up with this thing that shows the um, T-shirt already ready to go like a sales brochure with it. I had no idea there were T-shirts. Now I have to buy a T-shirt. I, it, the, uh, the T-shirts that we've been using thus far... Um, we're just like I, a Walmart kit. There's a little kit they can stay, uh, not, not only at Walmart, not exclusive to them, but that's where I picked it up. But you get these uh, sheets of paper that you print on them, and then I think you peel a backing off of them, and then you put a little piece of contact paper over them, or uh, a cheesecloth or something, and you iron them onto a shirt, and the, the paper is really like a plastic, and it melts onto the shirt, and then it becomes permanently part of it and they look fantastic they look really really great um until you wash them and then they <laughs> every time you wash them they look worse and worse and worse so yeah and and it, it was kind of expensive and it was fairly labor intensive to do it that way because you're you're talking about uh four bucks a piece for the t-shirts and the package of transfers i think was 12 bucks for the transfers and i think i got three t-shirts maybe two t-shirts to a page out of those transfers so that that does actually add up and the and while it looks great you know the first time you wear it they do you know degrade as you wash them they don't look as good so for like a real shirt that you can wash and have it look great uh yeah i think you're right that's that's probably a better way to go i i really like uh, on the transfers that we've done there's a little tag and again this is code cruncher again that she came up with and it looks like 
what you would see if you turn the shirt inside out and it tells you what the shirt's made of, the content or whatever, only it's all HPR inside jokes and it's, it looks terrific on the back of a shirt just hanging there. It's a little tag. On, on, and I, I, I iron them all on the outside of the shirt. It really looks great and I love that. And I don't, we're probably not going to get that from any screen printer. But, um, you know, so if you have one of those, <laughs> those, are, those are also a great piece of HPR memorabilia that there's only you know, less than a dozen of them out there unless you want to print one out. And all the files are available. Anyone can make this stuff. Right. I managed to ruin the shirt. So, I mean, you're more skilled than I am at that, even though I like to do it myself. Um, I'm, I've decided I'd just buy shirts from now on. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, the, the shirts, I I don't know. I think, they, they like I said, they were a little expensive, but they weren't too, too bad. And I was just saying, look, if anyone knows for sure they're going to be there, send me your shirt size ahead of time and I'll have a shirt waiting there for you. And I, I think I've, I think I've kept that promise. I think I, I gave everyone a shirt who said they were going to show up and did show up. Uh, and so that, that wasn't, I think I did, <laughs> which is, which is something I'm really happy. It's great to walk around the fest and see all these guys in, in H, you know, with the HPR oval sticker kind of like on their front shirt. And these are all pocket tees. I always did pocket tees cause I need a, a pocket for my MP3 player, but, um, it, it's cool to, to look around and see all these guys in HPR shirts. And it's also, it's another conversation starter where people, you know, come on and say, what's with the HPR? See all these guys, or what are you doing? And, and it does, it looks official too, so you, you're a lot more likely to get an interview. I would like to jump back for a minute and talk about the banner because I never did actually see the banner, and I hope to see the next one. But um, was the banner something that you consider to be useful, and the size was right, and something that really added to the booth? I would say yes to all three of those things. I, it, like I said, it, it was uh, that I didn't know you never saw it. That really it breaks my heart that I, I screwed up and lost that. Um, Don't worry about it. It, it was a it, we it got a lot of comments. It really was beautiful. It really looked great. Um, you know, every bit of work that Richard put into designing it translated it it all came out to the front of that banner looked super super professional um i believe it was a vinyl material that it was printed on which in the vinyl was heavy duty it was something that was going to last uh right up until i lost it like oh geez i really feel bad now um but i would say yes i would say it is definitely a thing that people liked having. Um, and because I lost it, I will absolutely foot the bill for, for replacing it. It, it was a hundred percent my fault. So I, I'm, I, I, if we decide to get it and my vote is yes, I think we should have it uh, and I'll, I'll pay to replace it. But since there's only two of us here, there's only two votes apparently. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that pay to replace thing, you know, and we'll work that, work something out on that. One thing that um, I want to say though is, if somebody wants to do a table at an event, I think that we have some amount of support. We can at least provide the banner and maybe the um, kit. And then the stickers and stuff or whatever gets in there and is shipped onto the next one, people will have something to use. But there's really no guarantee, so it's got, kind of got to be a commitment from someone. You have to take it on and organize it. But I would like to see us you know, get a banner back some type of a banner, maybe not exactly that same one, but that maybe that same print pattern, 
but be able to get that out to people who want to do fests. And on the West Coast, of course, scale is one we've never had a representative at, and I'd like to see us get a booth down there at some point, and I don't know if it'll be this year or not. Yeah, and I don't think the kit has gone to the Southeast Linux Fest or the Ohio Ohio Linux Fest or the Indiana Linux Fest either. Um, it might have gone to Southeast Linux Fest. I know some of the things in the kit did. I don't know if all of it went. I, I forget. Uh, if it did go, that would have been Klaatu who took it. Um, the things that we have right now, they all fit, like I said before, in a large uh, U.S. post office flat rate box, which cost me i th- i think it's a i think it's 16 bucks to ship the box it cost me 21 or 22 dollars to ship it um with like i think i put 500 dollars of insurance on it uh you know just in case anything and it got lost we could replace all the stickers or whatever um so it, it really doesn't cost you that much to to you know send it on to the next person and so far that's all we've done whoever whoever was going to a fest just said hey I'm going to the next one. Could you send it to me? And whoever had it sent it. And then the next person says, okay, I'm going to fest and you send it on. So it really only costs you 20 bucks to ship it and whatever's in there um, is in there, <laughs> you know, unless you want to add to it. it. It's, it's really a very small financial commitment. Um, and there's lots of community support because every Linux fest I've gone to and set up the table at there's been people there to help they people help and set up the table uh people help man the table people want to be a part of it i think geez there's been uh brome came out with me to one uh art v61 came out to one of them um ny bill uh boy klaatu came to one i know i'm forgetting a half a dozen people and i'm embarrassed door k door was door door geek was at one I think he was wearing our shirt, and Cody was that one wearing our shirt. And I know there was more people, and I'm just, I, uh, you know, how do you remember everybody when you when you meet, you know, a million cool people? How do you, you know, not leave anybody out? So I apologize if I left anyone out. Yeah, we had Brome. He showed up at um, Bellingham at Linux Fest Northwest, even though he lives clear across the country. So that was cool, and he was wearing one of the original old school shirts. Oh, yeah, and that would have been an original shirt, too. I think that was from, like, the first batch that I made. Yep, and you had Code. Did, did you, were you at the table with Code Cruncher, or did she go the year before you started going? Well, actually, I um, heard about Code Cruncher doing Bellingham, and I was going to go up there and be a helper. So she wasn't at the table with me. Oh, that's too bad. She was really, really nice. I never met her in person, but over, over Mumble a few times, she's really nice. I want to talk a little bit about doing something a little different for at least for my um, commitment here and what I'm doing for HPR is I would like to get a do a second side to the table this year and support the sonar project and I've kind of talked to Jonathan online a little about that but I'd like to adopt that and take it on and I don't know if anyone else would want to do that and if we do that then we're going to have to get a little bit of um, paraphernalia or paraphernalia some swag for sonar then and I'll have to get a little more familiar with it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about HPR is it's, you know, if if, if it's of interest to hackers, you know, there you go. So if, if as a hacker that's the thing that interests you, then go for it. I mean, I don't mind having sonar at our table, you know. Um, doesn't hurt my feelings at all. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking more um, back upstream there to the ACF, the Accessible Computing Foundation, and then you know bringing Sonar Internet. And I know Jonathan's working on that, and I'm really impressed about the effort he's putting in there and what value that will have for people that have disabilities. Yeah, he's he's doing good work. So I guess as kind of to wrap things up here, we we're going to replace the banner and. Best season's coming up. In fact, today actually is the Ohio Linux Fest, I guess. I got invitations to come to a coffee there and wasn't able to make it, even though I'd like to. I know Cody Cooper's there, and I hope to see him at Linux Fest Northwest. And I'm, I'm going to try to recruit him and um, Martin Obando to work there at the table with me, at least for some of the time. And I, I guess we'll just put some notes out here about our, our discussion and let people know what's available and then see where it goes. Yeah, um, at the moment, uh, NY Bill has the HPR kit, and he is bringing it across the Atlantic. That kit's going to AugCamp. So if you are going to AugCamp, if you've been... Oh, let me... Okay, so here's one thing. We've When we say banner, there's so far there's been two banners, um, and one does still exist. There's uh, Sometimes we call it a tablecloth. What we did in the first kit... Um, my mom helped out because she sews. She made a big white tablecloth for us just to cover, you know, like the folding tables you get at a conference. You know, we figured it'd be something like that. So if we had just a white sheet to go over it, at least we'd have like a, like a clean slate metaphorically. And it does. It it we did. It it works. You have like you're the only one there with one. <laughs> Most people just have like the dirty tables. Uh, so there's that. She also made a. I'm going to say, what was it, maybe six feet long and maybe three or four feet tall. Uh, so it's, it's wider than it is tall. It's just a big white sheet of material with the letters HPR sewn onto it. And then it's got some, um, like, material dangling from the top of it, which you could, you know, wrap around something and tie it to something or or pin it up with something. And we've used it different ways in the past. Some Some years we've safety pinned those things to the tablecloth so that the, the banner laid on the table and looked like it was part of the tablecloth. Another year we hung it up on the wall above us. We were allowed to do wall hangings that year. So we've done some different stuff with that particular banner. Um, but the thing that we do to it that I think is really fun is anyone whose voice has been on HBR or who contributes on the back end, if they go to a fest, we I always ask them, and I've asked everybody else to ask people do this. We ask them to sign the banner, just put their, their autograph on there. And, uh, you know, maybe like the, the year of the fest that they were on. So we've got lots of signatures on there. You can, and you can read, you know, names of some of your favorite HPR personalities on there. And that's really, really fun to me. And we've had people, you know, uh, it was really cool this year. We had people going on there and they'd find their own signature and just add, 2013 to where it said 2011 and 2012 already and that was really cool yeah i had some people sign there too that it, and some i forgot is a little problem on my part for getting to have the most important thing probably to have people sign i i don't know if it's the most important thing because there is only the one and it's real hard to share it we got to take some pictures of it i guess um hey actually ny bill uh, maybe your wife could take some pictures because she's a really excellent photographer and has a really nice camera. So that would be that would be cool if she could t- to grab a snapshot of that. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be cool. It's gonna have some European autographs on it this year. 
So NY Bill is going to Og Camp. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's Og Camp. I'm pretty sure it's what he said. Yeah, he's going over there. Uh, sadly, Ken Fallon won't be going to Og Camp, so we're going to miss his autograph again. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think we got him on there. We, we need to. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. And then, yeah, but he's going over there and he's going to represent at Og Camp. Which how how cool is that going to be? Because he's like, he's one of the Linux Outlaw OGs. He's you know, I mean, I've listened to Linux Outlaws since, like, I think Episode 7 was the first one I listened to. And then I listened, you know, before Episode 8 came out, I had listened to 1 through 6. So I'm an old-school listener of theirs. But he was on their forums, like, right from the get-go. So he's, he's like, OG over there. He's he's going to be a, a, a real celebrity. Well, that's cool. I expect some interviews from him, the old, from Fab and Dan. If, if Fab goes at all, I guess he's got a new job back in the old country. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking of that. But, yeah, it'd be cool if you got some interviews. The The last um, interviews we got from Northeast Linux Fest, were, those were all done with his mic and his computer, and I thought they sounded great. I thought his, his setup sounds terrific, so I hope he gets some interviews. Uh, and now, actually, I think he said he's got the... Um, he bought an H2, a Zoom H2, so that those sound great too. So he's got some real sound quality on his side. If he gets some interviews, they should be fantastic. And that reminds me, last year we talked a little bit about at least through the mail list or by email to or on the community news about getting an H1 for to send around with the table kit. And I bought one for myself, and I'm willing to contribute to get another one so we can um, send it around and see what happens. Yeah, that's another topic that kind of was put on my plate and then I didn't get back to it. I've been, I've been in, in addition to my normal laziness and procrastination, I have been busy as heck with real life this year. And I'm just, I'm so embarrassed at how little I've gotten done this year and how little I've been able to participate. But, um, it's just, it's been a completely hectic year for me. Uh, so that's, that's something I have to get back to. Um, I, I can't, commit financially to that right now, especially if I'm committing to the banner. Um, but at some point I, I, you know, when I'm able to, I really would like to, I really think we should have an H2 that goes around with the kit for anyone who's, you know, if someone's willing to go to a, a fest and spend their time doing interviews rather than, um, you know, enjoying the fest and doing the stuff that they, that, that, most people go to a fest to do if they're willing to do that it would be nice to provide them the hardware to do it you know properly and and uh you know you look like a pro with a with an h2 yeah that's that's true well i'm about ready to hang it up here Boki, and i want to say i appreciate you and all the hpr people and i guess one more thing i've just thought about that i had written down here is if we do another banner, do we want to put the Lunar Pages and the BinRev logos on that banner? Richard's made those up, and he reproduced those for that coffee mug that I haven't done. Do we want to do that? I think that's some, a good question to answer. I don't see why not. I mean, both BinRev and Lunar Pages have supported HPR. BinRev right from the start. I mean, it, it was you know birthed from BinRev. I, I see no reason... You know why not to do that? And Lunar Pages, they've really stepped up. Uh, you know, right when we needed them, they stepped up and they've been there for us. I, I don't see any reason not to do it. 
you know, I mean, the worst case scenario is no, I, I don't. There's not even. I can't even think of one because who cares? Everything's great right now, and and I, I, you know, share the love. I say. Exactly. If we don't get a big backlash of some sort, I think we'll probably end up going that way. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I don't understand how there could be backlash. I mean, these are these are supporters and sponsors of HPR and and members of our community. So I don't, I don't. You know, maybe somebody would say it's a commercial thing, but they're paying for the website and they're really not asking for much in return. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I say yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I think we'll go with that. And then I'll just confess that I um, bought some website hosting and I bought from them without thinking of going to anyone else. I went right with to them because of their sponsorship, HPR, and I really appreciate that. And I will get stank dog that mug. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when those mugs now, were you gonna make mugs up and have a stockpile of them, or were you gonna have the art available at some some mug printer who like prints on demand and ships them out to you? If they were just gonna be a print on demand, and I um, I'm gonna buy Stank Dog and some of his buddies out there who are the HPR supporters. You know, some some mugs. The artwork will be available. That one mug I made of Ken. It cost twelve dollars shipped to my house. Came in just a few days, so it was. It's really not that expensive to have your own personal mug. And that if we have the artwork there, then we'll have an official HBR mug. Okay, so the official one that you're talking about now is it? Is it going to be the same as the other one? Does it have Ken's picture on it? Did you get his permission to do that? Uh, he is a public figure, so he does not need to give his permission. He's like a politician, but. No, I didn't get his permission, but the official mug will be different than that, using the logo and some stuff that Richard's designed. Oh, okay. Oh, so now I need two mugs. I really want Ken on my mug. (laughs) I want Ken's mug on my mug. That sounds good. I I got that one in my shop out there. I thought about sending it over to him, actually. It's not a bad idea. There's there's something I need to send to him, too, but uh, it's supposed to be a secret, too. Okay, maybe I'll, I'll put a bleep in there. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's something he—it's—he's not aware of it. It's just something I've—I uh, need to do, and I need to do it soon. Okay, Pokey, I've got to run here. I'm getting text messages to check the expiration on the milk in the refrigerator for some reason. Oh, somebody must not be feeling good. Well, that's uh, not great to end on, but I hope everything goes well. Um, thanks for having me on tonight and for sending me the invite and for uh, recording and hosting the show. Dave, I really appreciate it and for for all the work you've done. Okay, we'll see you around and we'll get that banner thing sorted out and everything and um, for the Linux Fest seasons coming up. So, hit you around, Pokey. Alright, right on. Thanks to everyone for listening and thanks especially to everyone who does all the work on the back end keeping HPR running. Yes, thank you very much. Good day, night, morning, week, month. Later. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. 
All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.